Today I have a special guest with me. He's a concert and convention organizer, haunted house operator, actor, and author. And he's just written a great book called The Book of Top 10 Lists, 100 Top 10 Horror Lists from Celebrities. So let's welcome to Jim and Mike Talk Music, Crypt Master Chucky, a.k.a. Charles <laughs> Rosenay. Welcome, Charles. Hey there. Hey. I love your hat. How you doing? Good. So I want to start talking. Uh, let's start by talking about the Beatles. Uh, I know you're a huge Beatles fan. You, I assume you've loved the Beatles since you were at a young age. And, yeah. Uh, it's funny because for years I always said my first memory in life was seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Okay. I was going to ask I, you. I, yeah. And when, when I read this book, I remembered seeing The Bride of Frankenstein with my mom and writing the book jarred that memory. So mm -hmm. now I don't know. It's either one of those two were my first. Oh, okay. Um, but either one created a definite um, mm -hmm. image for me for the rest of my life because I went on to be Beatles fan and promoter and all that and went on to love the, the horror and the monster stuff too. Mm -hmm. Did you, is that the first time you saw the Beatles or did you pretty much know who the Beatles were before you no, saw I was Ed just, Sullivan? No, I was a kid and we would watch the Ed Sullivan show to see, I guess, Topo or whatever uh -huh. the comedians were that my parents would like or Sandler and Young. I don't even know yeah. because it was something that my parents watched and it was in the background. For some reason, that magical night when all the stars aligned and the <laughs> world was you know, meant to be, uh, when the Fab Four came on, I, I was mesmerized. I just... <sighs> Yeah. What is this? It took me like nothing else did. You know, I'm, I probably loved baseball, uh, you know, at the time and probably, you know, loved recess a lot. But I, I think I was in kindergarten. So I probably wasn't even, uh, you know, with, there wasn't probably re the whole day was probably recess. Mm -hmm. um, I just remember running around the playground the next day is I'm a Beatles fan. I'm like it was. Oh, my God. Like like I'm an astronaut who landed on the a Beatles fan, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, that left such a. Whew, it's never been the same. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had been born earlier. Sometimes, you know, that I could have experienced something like that. I was born in '65, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So in 1978, while you were in high school, you decided to organize your first Beatles convention. Sounds simple, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, to organize a convention—that's um—it's not an easy thing, I would think. And yeah, I, I didn't give it that much thought. So it, it was 1977 that I was a gopher. I was interning, kind of. Um, I, I guess I was getting uh, community hours. I don't know what, but I was working for this theater that had just opened in New Haven, Connecticut, mm -hmm. and I was sitting with. With the main producer. Um, he had a lot of respect for me because uh, I had a lot of knowledge of music, even as a youngster. And he said, we're bringing in this Elvis tribute show and we're going to be doing Oh Calcutta and mm -hmm. we're going to be doing yeah. uh, Mark Ball Live. He was giving me a list of all the shows. He goes, well, what do you think we should bring in? And well, of course, what did I say? Yeah. A Beatles tribute show. Let's do Beatlemania. At the time, I had just seen Beatlemania on Broadway in mm -hmm. 1977. I had attended my first Beatles convention in New York 
And I knew there were shows in Boston and New York. And I thought, yeah, I'm in Connecticut. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Let's do. And he said, well, there's already enough Beatle tribute shows. I go, well, let's do a convention here. Mm -hmm. I'll bring in five vendors, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he came up with the name. He said, well, we'll call your company Liverpool Productions. You'll be the producer of it. Free rent. You put on the show. Make money. We make money. Whatever. Really beautiful. But then the theater closed. And he skipped town. (laughs) And he skipped town. But you know what? I learned... I learned what not to do in show business. I learned, you know, pay bills, don't mm-hmm. lie, don't cheat. I learned all yeah. the things which he was very, very uh, guilty of doing a lot of things he should have been doing. Long story short, I, I don't know what to do here. I, 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 you know, decided to do a convention. I've reached out to all these guests and vendors, none of whom said yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm trying to do the show. And I find this little hotel in New Haven that says, sure, come on in, writes me up a contract. I sign, and then I tell my parents what I've done, uh-huh. and they're like, "Are you out of Are you out of your mind? You know, yeah. this isn't this isn't you know putting together a, a game of softball with your friend. You're, you're putting on a major event here. You stand to mm-hmm. lose a fortune. Um, of course, it was their money, so I understood oh, why okay. they said what they said. Wow! But I had I, just, I had a butcher cover which I sold to raise advertise I did as much as I could for advertising, and I did a really cool campaign. There was this local paper which was called the Good Advocate, and I ran a series of ads that said the Beatles are coming. Mm-hmm. Mind you, in nineteen in nineteen seventy seven seventy eight, yeah. that got a lot of interest because the Beatles oh, yeah. still around. And <laughs> and then in subsequent subsequent ads, I put well, sort of, or mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> until eventually i put in the form of a beatles convention mm-hmm. <laughs> so by then i got hundreds of hundreds of inquiries and in those days there was no internet so i was compiling oh, yeah. a mailing list and then i would when when we finally had the hotel and i had reached out to george harrison's sister louise harrison who was uh, mm-hmm. living in connecticut at the time okay. and i sent out all the feelers about her coming as a guest and never heard back. So I wound up getting a great Beatles band. I had one special guest and I had about five dealers and that was it. But everyone had a great time and I yeah. lost a fortune, <laughs> but uh-huh. I didn't stop. I continued. Mm-hmm. And as the years went on, obviously it started to do well. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, that was, that was, that was pretty small, small convention or how many, yeah. do you know how many people showed uh, up? 150. Or? Okay. <laughs> the place and only was, held, the place only hundred. <laughs> and that was the first convention in Con- Connecticut, I would assume. Beatles convention. It was. It was. Were the they... next year we moved it to a college and it did a lot better mm-hmm. because it drew from, from the community plus the people. So, you know, it probably doubled. We probably had like five hundred fans. But we put ourselves yeah. on the mark because we started mm-hmm. getting, you know, by then I was was really starting to reach out and getting better guests by 19, you know, a, we had get David Peel who recorded with the Beatles. Um, you know, I started to reach out to Al Williams, who was the Beatles first manager to come to mm-hmm. conventions. And then in the early eighties, it just, it really, it, it, it grew and it, it blossomed. It was more successful. Best came to some of my mm-hmm. shows. By then, you know, we were getting people like um, John Lennon's sister, Julia came to okay. the shows, Cynthia Lennon, Cynthia Lennon, John, John's first wife. And in 83, I started doing the Beatle tours to Liverpool. So I had okay. a direct inroad to people who a lot of people weren't meeting, weren't getting 
things with. So then mm-hmm. I was bringing them back to America to be guests. So I, I wasn't on the level of the national New York, New Connecticut, um, Chicago, LA, but I was getting there and getting there. And I was mm-hmm. willing at that point to also do shows in different markets. So I had Seattle, I had uh, Columbus, Ohio, um, we brought it back to Boston, uh, upstate New York, um, you know, Colorado. I can't remember off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. we did a ton of other other shows where I would help a producer put it on in their area or I would do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I was bringing out you know, amazing guests and the bands were getting better. So uh, to the point that in 1980, which was the 20th anniversary of the Beatles, you know, happening mm-hmm. and British, British invasion of Beatlemania, I did a show in Miami, which drew over 50,000 people. Wow. <laughs> May Pang was the guest and the, the band was a, a tribute to the Beatles. And it was just an amazing show. And all the vendors were oh, it's the biggest show ever, mm-hmm. best show ever on CNN. So 84 yeah. was where I think I made my mark as, an, as, a, as a force in the convention world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from then on, I haven't stopped doing, they've morphed into festivals, but I okay. haven't stopped doing Beatle events for fans. So the, the conventions you no longer do? themselves a convention per se and i'll tell you why um so many of the guests are gone yeah you know and and the big thing about a convention was having that really amazing guest and then having a bunch of other you know guests who were you know lower but there's not many Mm -hmm. who are alive yeah who who is like your biggest would you say who is your biggest Best Cynthia Lennon, Mike Mike McCartney, you know, Mm -hmm. all that that level. Um, The dream guests ever had were uh, George Martin, Beatles Mm -hmm. producer, who at one point wanted to do a cruise with us. We almost did work with him. And then then like Julian Lennon, you know, the the siblings of the kids, you know, the the kids of the of the of the actual Beatles. I would have always loved to have gotten, but never Mm -hmm. did. So it's mostly now about the music. So in Mm -hmm. those days, it was the guest was first, the memorabilia and all the merch was second. And then, you know, music might have taken a second, you know, second fiddle to all that. And that didn't make Mm -hmm. sense. So now the festivals, multiple bands, you know, 10 bands a day, Mm -hmm. a handful of dealers. And if we get a guest, that's cool. But it's all about the music, all about the music. And that's the um, Fab Four Festival, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fab yeah. Four Music Festival. The last and one was similar. In, the last one in was July. in July. Yeah. Yes, and there's you know Abbey Road, the River. That's very similar okay. to that. There's something yeah, I think Beatles on. I think they're having a Beatles on the Beach next year, and in Liverpool, they have Beatle Week. And it's mm-hmm. a whole week of that. It's nonstop. You walk around every yeah. corner and you hear Beatle bands out of every pub, mm-hmm. every nightclub, every restaurant. So it's, a, you know, it's when it comes down to it. I always say it's three M's, you know, it's the music, the memories and the magic. The mm-hmm. memories are for the people, you know, live through it either themselves as first generation fans or their or their, their brothers and sisters or their parents brought them mm-hmm. into it. But there's that still, the memory. The nostalgia factor, uh, the the M magic is that X factor. What was it about the Beatles? Why were they yeah. greater than everyone else? Yeah. And it's a combination of personality and humor, but brilliance and, and, and great songwriting and great harmonies and all that. But the other M is the music. And that's the mm-hmm. be all and end all. And all and that's what it's all about. The music yeah. still lives and will live on forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, 
read somewhere that you were in a monkey's tribute band at one time. <laughs> Thanks this, for bringing that up. Was this a one-time thing? or? So in the early 80s, <laughs> when we decided to bring the monk convention to Connecticut, there had been smaller versions of it in New Jersey. And they were mm-hmm. so much fun. And I went as a fan and I went as a vendor. And I said to the producer who was Mick Mattis, you know, I do the Beatles shows. Let's bring it to Connecticut and I'll, I'll pump it up. You know, we'll make it mm-hmm. a bigger event than it is. And she was all right with that because I don't think she wanted to produce it anymore. And we did the first one in a place called Bridgeport, Connecticut at a Holiday mm-hmm. Inn. But Peter yeah. Torque came as the guest. Wow. It was amazing. Yeah. No Beatle ever came to a Beatle convention. No monkey had come to Monkey's mm-hmm. convention. So this was, a, this was, you know, historic. It was just epic. But we realized we didn't have a Beatle. We didn't have a monkey. And I had a bunch of friends who were musicians and I'm not a good singer, but mm-hmm. I'm a good entertainer. I'm a good yeah. performer. And I couldn't play an instrument and I barely hold a key, my note and key, but I was a great tambourine player, <laughs> a great maraca player. And I mm-hmm. knew all the songs. So I put together together and with some friends of mine uh one was john sheridan who was an established musician recording artist he had already uh played at these monkey conventions as a solo artist he had mm-hmm. the sideburns he kind of <laughs> you know he, he he was he was the mike nesmith so we were good there mm-hmm. i had a rock and roll drummer from a group called the excerpts who were a pop new wave type band and he knew all the stuff too and Bill Last, who was one of my dearest friends, who was a co-editor of a magazine that I was involved with, uh, music teacher, he became the music director, played mm-hmm. bass, played guitar, did all the necessary stuff and kept me in key. So <laughs> I was there doing, let's dance on, oh baby, come on. And I was out there and we mm-hmm. had Monkey Mania put together for that convention. But before we played the convention, we wanted to, you know, get our chops in front of live audiences. Mm -hmm. So I booked us into some of the punk and new wave clubs around the state. (laughs) And and we were sandwiched in between, you know, a Ramones like three Uh chord grunge band. And then this, you know, real, real uh, like uh, like Ziggy Stardust band. Mm -hmm. And then it was us. I got to tell you, the punkers and new wavers and the mods, they all loved us. Because mm-hmm. monkeys music is new, you know, it's it's that same power yeah, pop. Like the monkeys. Yeah. That's right. And, <laughs> and, and we found that all these people who never admitted that they liked the monkeys. Here were these musicians and all these, you know, rockers and would be rockers all loving monkey mania. So actually we're decent. We sounded good. Mm-hmm. We looked good and we were fun. And mm-hmm. yes, I was Davy in monkey mania. <laughs> <laughs> So besides the conventions and concerts, you also run a haunted attraction called Fright Haven. They're all over the place. (laughs) Okay. I get it. I get it because you're tying into the book. This is good. So let me tell you that before, um, I always grew up loving Beatles, monkeys, horror, baseball. That was, Mm -hmm. you know, that was my childhood. And for some reason, I was able to morph those things into uh, things that I do as a fashion so i'm a dj i'm a party mm-hmm. dj that's okay. my main that's mm-hmm. my main thing i'll go out do weddings and bar mitzvahs okay. and dances schools and that's my income but i was also able to do all these great sidelines whether mm-hmm. it's a monkey to needles imagine and i always wanted to find a way to incorporate my love of horror into yeah. the the thing I do. And mm-hmm. um, when I started doing the Beatle tours in 1983, which were very successful, um, my partner at the time, Danny, who's 
since past would always say, well, Mm -hmm. come on, let's do more stuff. He always wanted to grow and do more things. I was always kind of happy when things were successful and keeping, he would always want to build, build, build. And that's Mm -hmm. the way to be. And I've learned that he's right. And so he said, I would love to go to Transylvania. And if I would love to go Mm -hmm. there, I'm sure other people would too. Yeah. And sure enough, we started doing Dracula tours to Transylvania, believe it or not, and uh, very successful. We'd go to Romania and spend a week there. And so I was kind of in the horror field, but I wanted to establish myself more so. So I um, went online and I created something called National Horror Happenings, which was a daily blurb, a daily newsletter that just gave a review of this, a preview of that, you know, a news tidbit. And it was just a snippet every day that thousands of people mm-hmm. actually subscribed free. And it was great. So um, I did it for a bigger reason. And that's because I always had it in my heart, in the back of my head, that I would open up haunted attraction. Mm-hmm. And what was missing in Connecticut was an indoor a really great indoor haunted attraction. There were amazing mm-hmm. outdoor ones. Yeah. And so again, jumping into the same way I jumped into the Beatles uh, convention <laughs> when I was a kid, here I am, I'm married, I'm getting kids of my own. And I'm saying, oh, we got to do something new. Let's do a horror, mm-hmm. a, a horror haunted house for Halloween. And we did, <laughs> and it was successful. And I'm thinking, great, now my horror comp is promoting the Dracula tours whenever I can. It's promoting Fright Haven, which is this great mm-hmm. haunted house. And um, along the lines, I, I was not only writing the newsletter, but I was accumulating once a month a top 10 list mm-hmm. yeah. from horror, a horror figure, a scream queen, someone who was a friend of mine. And I was just posting it online. So if um, mm-hmm. if I was friends with, I don't know, a, a rock star from many years ago, a guitarist from Vanilla mm-hmm. Fudge, I said, Vince Martel, write me a list of your top mm-hmm. 10 favorite horror movies or horror themes, and I'll put it on my newsletter. Yeah. So I've got the newsletter. I've got the Dracula tours. I've got the haunted house. <laughs> I'm already now established as this horror guy. I'm attending mm-hmm. horror conventions and Halloween conventions. And I'm looking and I've got the scary beard and the hair back. <laughs> and then I, and then when I'm doing the Beatles and monkeys, the hair comes forward and I've got it, you know, as, mm-hmm. as a beetle cut, you know, I'm changing my persona for whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 um, the haunted house is, is doing really great. And we lose the, the um, property. The property gets sold. Remember what happened. So we didn't do a haunted house. I had stopped doing haunted houses for about mm-hmm. five, six years okay. and instead did those pop up Halloween stores. So okay. I was still mm-hmm. kind of in the field, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, about five, six years ago that we reopened the haunted house and now it's got new owners mm-hmm. and it's bigger than ever. And it's really exciting so they, that that's still around. This is an actual house that you it's, rent. It, well, where we are now, it used to be a multiplex cinema. Okay. Then it was a Bally's gym. We're talking about mm-hmm. 20,000, 30,000 square feet. It's okay. not a house. It's, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's huge, huge property. Mm-hmm. And, and we build into it and we make mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, a walkthrough. And you participate. You're Because you're pretty busy <laughs> yes, in, o- in October, I, I would think, with October, this. October, I am Scare Master Chucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what I do up until this season, because I'm out on a book tour and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not there as much as I used to be. But what I would do is I'd be the host. I'd be the guy that you come to first with your ticket. Yeah. I'd welcome you. 
I'd welcome, ask you where you're from, set it up, a little mm-hmm. humor, a yeah. little creepiness, but mm-hmm. I put you in a sense of full security. And then we open the doors <laughs> and you're a guy. We're yeah. staring the pants off you. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking music. We're talking fears and chills and scares. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm still involved, with it, but I'm not running it like I used to. But what's great about is being an actor at a haunted house is I'm also an actor in horror shorts and horror films. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How do I have time for all this? I don't even know how I have time for all this, but I love <laughs> doing everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, one particular movie. Not a horror movie, but you were in a Rolling Stones movie, Shine a Light. It was. It was. And this was filmed at the Beacon in uh, around 2006. That sounds so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get the opportunity to be in the movie? So at that time, I was getting cast in a lot of things as an extra. I was really getting a lot of extra roles, cameo roles. Um, and uh, you, it's basically you go to New York, you know, you wait on a set forever. Maybe you're called mm-hmm. on to do something, whatever. So um, I got really, really fortunate um, because uh, I would, you know, I would I would sign on for a lot of things and not get cast for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I learned that whatever you can you do this the answer is yes mm-hmm. so when i was cast for that they said are you do you have experience backstage well get i didn't have to lie because i really did have oh, yeah. experience yeah. backstage i said mm-hmm. yes what have you done what have i've done lighting i've done sound i've done uh mm-hmm. wardrobe i've done everything i've possibly done you're actually um a backstage i hope we can see that uh, oh, the backstage okay. pass from that mm-hmm. shine a light oh, wow. and um, <laughs> And it was a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah, yeah. I can say I was directed by Martin <laughs> Scorsese. Now, the day that I was on, most of this was back loud backstage. And they wanted me to do two roles. I only did one because it was mm-hmm. I, I had to get back to Connecticut or something. So I was going to be on uh, on backstage and then later on be part of paparazzi taking pictures. Okay. Also. Mm-hmm. So mind you, this whole concert is done. And then there's a separate scene of them coming off stage. Well, so this is, this we is an actual got... full concert. This was like two, is two nights, right? Co- concerts happen separately. Okay. And then everything backstage is a, this is secret. Now you can't tell mm-hmm. anyone. Okay. This. Everything else that happens <laughs> is, is separately filmed, is separately filmed. Mm-hmm. I'm in a film called The Sadist with Tom Savini, who mm-hmm. you may or may not know. Tom yeah, Savini is one of the world's yep. greatest makeup guys. Yeah, yeah. He was from Dawn, so he does acting, producing everything. We were in a film together. Guess what? He wouldn't know me if he saw me on the street because we didn't mm-hmm. do any of the scenes together. Okay. So my scene was in a was in a kitchen as the dad. His scene was in the woods as a maniac attacking mm-hmm. uh, my my son. Anyway, so similarly, the Stones film was all done. Our th- our our part was shot separately, recreating who had been backstage. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the day we were shooting, you're not going to believe this. Who comes on stage to say, to say hello? Um, to Martin Scorsese. I don't know this guy, but everyone's yelling, it's Bobby, it's Bobby, Bobby's here, Bobby's here. I'm thinking, who the, who's Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> no, Bob De Niro. Oh, okay. Bobby, I, I would have I liked Bob Dylan. I was thinking Bobby Bob Dylan, but... Bob Dylan, I would have yeah, loved either yeah. of those. 
<laughs> Robert De Niro is on stage, and I guess everyone who's in in the know calls him Bobby. And yeah. he came over and he hugs Martin Scorsese. What are you working on? The Stones, <laughs> blah. These are my extras. Hey, how, how y'all doing? It was really exciting. <laughs> so I, it, you sometimes you get lucky to be in the right place at the right time. They're coming to get you, Barbara. To win two tickets to Chiller Theater in Parsippany, New Jersey, your secret word is Chucky. Just email us at Podcast at gmail.com, and I will be picking a winner on October 24th. This is for admission to Chiller Theater Autograph Show. Tickets are valued at $30 each. So they asked me as a backstage, they say, you are going to put the robe on Ron Wood as he walks off stage. Wow. And I did, I did, it was about 20 or 30 takes. And they're trying to shove it so that, and I do every take slower than the one before it, because I know that the only chance I'll be on this screen mm-hmm. is I do this and I and I do a certain smile at the camera. No, you watch it and you freeze frame it. You get to see my face. You get to see the robe, but it, mm-hmm. it zips by, and that's the yeah. case with a lot of things. I was in um uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty with um uh uh uh. uh Kristen Wig and mm-hmm. uh, Stiller, Jer- uh, Stiller. What's his name? Jerry Stiller. No, his son, oh, uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forget Ben Stiller. And I'm in it for a second. You see me fleet mm-hmm. by on the street. And I was in the Bronx's Burning, which is an ESPN movie. And I'm there as a as a photographer and a, a person on the newspaper. And you see me from the waist down. So you never mm-hmm. know how yeah. lucky you're going to get as an extra if you're going to get in a scene or not. Yeah, but they Shine could even cut, pretty- cut the scene. You'd be there for a day or two, or yes, and you and may you not even. On the, you know, how yeah. often you hear you're on the cut? No, I was the other. I'd try, I'd gone for, uh, it was at the Holiday Inn. They were looking for extras for this made for TV movie. And oh, it was oh. with Ed, Ed Bagley Jr. I forget who nice. else was in it. And it was being filmed in Clinton. That's where I have a print shop. And okay. so this is when I, right now I own the print shop, but this is when I was working for someone. So I took the day off and it rained that day. And I got a call that they weren't going to shoot that day. And I couldn't take off another day. But the uh, cool thing was I was standing. It was only me and another person. Usually it was a very small print shop. And it was on a yeah. main main street. Clinton's a very like historical, quaint little town. And um, so I'm standing and I see, believe it or not, Ed Bagley Jr. They weren't filming, like walk past my shop. And wow. for some reason... And I, I walked out the door and he, for some reason, was running down the street. Uh, uh-huh. So I didn't get to, but I heard he was staying down at the Holiday Inn there. Um, wow. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do that, but never have. Uh, I've been on a movie set after. Um, it was yeah. one, true, one True Thing with William Hurt, Renee Zellweger. Oh. And this was, yeah. I think, right after Renee Zellweger was in um jerry Maguire, and wow. i went it was like 20 degrees that day they were filming a scene at the church at the cemetery and mm-hmm. i stood i was i came back the second day i was like the only one that came back and they yelled you know it, it, it was a rap so the guy's like you can go uh-huh. back there right 
William Hurt comes yeah. walking down the hill. Renee Zellweger, she there was only a couple of people around her. She got it in her car and and, and drove off then. But anyway, oh. that, that was like the only movie set I would <laughs> that I've been on. But oh, so cool! It's probably a, a great experience saying, though. You know, yeah, be, you know, I even love being doing it. It's so tight. You're spending sometimes a 12 hour day for a 12 second shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the, 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 the tough part. But isn't that with everything is, is the production and the putting together take forever. But the final mm-hmm. result mm-hmm. thing like a book. But yeah. uh, while I'm thinking about, you know, opportune times in, in the case of Shine a Light. Yeah, I fit the bill. I knew backstage and all that. But there was another scenario, and you'll enjoy this, um, where they called me and said, we see on your resume that you do character impressions. Mm-hmm. And um, Davy Jones, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't lie. I, you know, I can do my hair and look McCartney-ish or Billy Joel-ish. You just uh, can't sing like them, anyway. right? I can't, exactly. But Cheer they said, up, did you ever do Elton? <laughs> Now, see, that's good. You could have been, yeah. you could have been dating. <laughs> they said, can I do Elton John? So what uh-huh. was my answer? Of course. Sure. Yeah. Of course I could. <laughs> so I get cast in a show called Flight of the Concords, which I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. But of course, ran, ran two seasons on HBO. And in my episode, in season, uh, episode seven called Prime Minister, the two leads play in a tribute act as Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. So they're surrounded by all these other tribute acts. But in the plot, there's two Elton Johns. Uh-huh. Patton Oswald, the great, the uh-huh. great comic actor, plays mm-hmm. one of them. And I play the other one. So <laughs> I am Elton John wow. in Flight of the Concords as Elton. Mm-hmm. And I, I really came off looking like them. And they did a good job. They gave me the hat. They put a space in my teeth. Uh-huh. I was clean shaven. <laughs> and I put the big glasses on. And that's one of my proudest moments, you know, being on, uh, on, on an HBO show that has aired so many times and you can see any time. So that's exciting. Yeah, too. I'm going to have so to the, see. It. I have HBO. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so. the acting thing. It's definitely a sideline. It doesn't make money and it's fun. And it's great when I go to conventions and I'm selling a book and it can say author, actor, mm-hmm. sir, you know, and the actor yeah. is legit. Yeah. You should get photos printed up from when you, you know, to, to I have. Sign. I have a collage, <laughs> a collage of me in my so various let's... roles. Many of, <laughs> what's that? So let's talk many about your... which I, oh, yeah, go on. Go ahead. There no, I said many roles. I, for some reason, I die in them. So oh, I have, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of scenes where I either have bullet holes in my neck, mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. I get shot in the head, or I wind up being, you know, the zombie. Oh wow, um, a lot of like that. But anyway, I wanted to share those with you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your book. Uh, yeah, the book of top ten horror lists. So. Um, there's a lot of celebrities. Well, that's the main focus of the book here and horror movies. Uh, yes. Like Mickey Dolan's. We got Gary Puckett, Butch Patrick, Elliot Easton from the cars and even Barry yeah. Williams from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you when you started gathering these lists, but you already told me it started with your website. Yes. And, and, and also in 2010, I produced an event called 
RockCon, which was the mm -hmm. weekend of 100 rock stars. And it was in New okay. Jersey in the Meadowland. Mm -hmm. And we had 100 of these great, you know, great names. You know, one of the names, one of the Beach Boys, Tommy James, mm -hmm. Gary, you know, all the people who a lot of the people in the book. So when I was doing that online newsletter, I was mm -hmm. reaching out to a lot of my rock people and saying, hey, yeah. I know I'm going to split the convention. Uh, can you give me this list? Or when the convention mm -hmm. was over, thank you. The convention was great. Yeah. I need a list from you. And, and I was compiling those without even realizing that I had like 80 of these lists mm -hmm. in a database. Wow. I didn't even realize I had many. Yeah. So these, these go back away some of them, right? Because there are some yeah. people that have already passed that are in the book. Yeah. Um, so you, so when did you realize maybe I should put this into a book? I mean, I, I, I know you, Maybe you want to get question. to a hundred or. Yeah, so when COVID hit, when COVID mm -hmm. hit, um, all the things I can all the things I do, I couldn't, I'm a DJ. I couldn't be out there mm -hmm. doing parties. Yeah, yeah. I, I booked bands. There were no gigs. Mm -hmm. The tours stopped. Um, literally no conventions, no festivals. So I'm home. We're watching horror movies. My family and I, mm -hmm. uh, if it's a nice day, we go hiking, we go uh, bicycling. Um, not a lot to do. They're asleep yeah, yeah. at midnight at the witching hour. I got two hours to do. And I'm thinking, where are these lists? Where are these lists? And I find the lists. I say, my God, I've only got 20 or 30 to go. People like mm -hmm. me are also home doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I reach out and instantly I'm getting like, poop. the lists are coming in from mm -hmm. all these people who I've forgotten, you know, that I didn't get lists from. Yeah. Some sent nice apologies. Others said, yeah, I got nothing else to do. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. So it was an, an opportune time. Mm -hmm. And so the, the book was 12, 15, 10 years, whatever, in the making without me knowing it. But the actual finishing only took a few months. What I okay. had to do is go back and read all, read all the lists edit them, make sure they sounded, mm -hmm. you know, coherent, sounded good. Um, I had to write bios for every single one of them, yeah, yeah. get a photo, a photo for all the artists, mm -hmm. and then transpose a photo of maybe one of the movies they picked. So that is a fully illustrated, you know, you feel that you got a really great book there. And um, because I did that weekend of 100 rock stars, 100 was always in my head. That's what I got to get. I mm -hmm. can't do 99 or 101 or 107. A hundred celebrities give their top 10 favorite yeah. list. And some of them, like you mentioned, some of the greats and William Shatner and Ed Asner, mm -hmm. who just passed away. There's the names that are, whoa, how did he ever get those? And then there's the ones that maybe are as famous who I, I either I'm friends with or I loved mm -hmm. or were, you know, my yeah. own pop culture idols. but if you're in if you're if you get it and you know pop culture and rock and roll and you know how you, you're gonna love like just about every name in there there's five rock and roll hall of famers you know there's mm -hmm. a baseball hall of famer so it's it's legit and um once i finished the book i had a publisher who was very interested and we mm -hmm. just had to go back and forth to make sure the edits the positioning was right, the order. I wanted a very complete, comprehensive index so that if someone thinks, I wonder if my favorite movie, The Omen, is in here, go to The Omen mm -hmm. and they see who picked it and how many times. Oh, I love that. If they but, say, yeah. oh, yeah, or if I want to see which um, which um, movies Pete Best, the original drummer of the Beatles, loved the most, 
go to that P, A, B, C, B, 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 S, T, look it up in alphabetical mm-hmm. order and you see his list. So yeah. it's not something that, you know, it's like a, a 800 page novel. Oh my God, I'm going to read this. It'll take me forever. I, or I'm going to sit in five nights. You pick it up, you read a list, pick yeah. it up another day. You can yep. go through it. It's yeah. fun. It's who yeah. doesn't love top 10 lists? I know. And that's uh, that's how it came about. It took a year from when it was finished till it came out. We had, mm-hmm. we I thought not knowing that it would be ready last Halloween, but it was ready for this Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting. It's so great yeah. to have finished, you know, book in your hand and to be able mm-hmm. to do book signings, go to conventions and <laughs> autograph them. It's a great feeling. Yeah. No, it's I I love like you said in the back where you list every movie and then, yeah, who picked them. Yes. And then you also have the top 10 list of the most picked movies. Most picked by the celebrity. Yeah. We're not going to give that away. No, no. But it's, inter- it's interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to mention one because I was, I'm going to mention two movies because I was, it was kind of interesting yeah. that people listed Jaws because I, I, Jaws, I consider like a, I don't consider a horror movie, but maybe a suspenseful. Do you consider King Kong a horror movie? Um, <laughs> well, you got silent. <laughs> well, I consider that a monster movie. Great answer. Uh, so wait, so, so isn't Jaws a monster movie? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just don't, I don't so, know. I've never called it a horror movie for some reason. I think at some point. I mean, there is killing movie. in it, but I, I, I was thinking if Jaws had, if Jaws could come out of the water, you know, yeah. and, and he was killing people, then maybe it would be a horror movie. But so Sharknado is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't no, know. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, I'm playing with you. I'm playing the with word you because yeah. since this book has come out, that's been two movies that everyone brings up. So okay. it's great that you're bringing up Jaws and King Kong. And my answer to it is before we called them horror movies, we called them monster movies. Mm-hmm. And the monster was because there was that one either creature or being or entity or whatever that fear into people. So yeah. now with that translation, King Kong, who was certainly not a, a, a bad creature, nor was mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. yeah. until until society made them such yeah. or attacked them. It's the same mm-hmm. case of so many aliens. They don't want to they don't want to hurt us. They're attacked. So they attack back. So um, in the case of Jaws, those sharks were not attacked. They did the attacking. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. monsters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In my mind, any any movie where there's that scary thing that can harm you, whether it's somebody breaking into a home as a home invader or a shark or a gorilla, in any case, that classifies as a monster movie and therefore fits as a, a, a film in a horror lit. So, mm-hmm. so yes, now when, something when that psycho- scares something that yeah. scares you, yeah, right. When psycho, I mean sharks, out, sharks scare me, so I guess. Like yeah, I've come face to face with a barracuda <laughs> under okay. a ship, and yeah. until I realized that it, that it was just sitting there waiting to attack someone, I wasn't mm-hmm. scared. And then yeah. we were face to face. I was scared. That was scarier than any horror movie I've, I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. And it happened, you know, overseas once. And uh, uh, to this day, I'm like amazed 
phase that out of way because I'm not a good swimmer and I just was snorkeling under the water and there it was in front of me. Um, I think that in the case of Jaws and in the case of King Kong, um, because we, we relate to Psycho, Psycho scared people so much that they didn't go into showers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for weeks or months or years. Yeah. And there's not many people who didn't go back into the water at beaches and shores and seas and oceans because they were afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. sharks. I think that it has to qualify for, you know, being able to be in a book of this sort. And yeah. you're right. It's amazing how many people did pick that movie mm-hmm. uh, as part of it without thinking, wait, are they, is this really a horror movie? No, automatically they went to yeah. that. Yeah, I have a fear Great of water, question. and that might have, you know, I when I saw Jaws, I was pretty young, so who knows? It might might have caused my fear of <laughs> going in the ocean. I saw Orca. Well, I, I saw Jaws at the um, Jersey Shore too, so I was at the. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, in Wildwood. I loved Orca. Orca was great. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that with Richard I, Harris who sang MacArthur Park? I'm not sure it's been so long. I remember reading the book and I was young. I like, but I like to read. I would read when I was mm-hmm. 15, I was reading Stephen King. So, wow. And I haven't stopped. I've read every <laughs> Stephen King. Wow. Um, now your lit, your list in the book are movies that you were in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But I want to know, some, like, you don't have to give me your top 10, but what are some some of your horror movies, you know, ones that you are not in, that, that you love? Or that you maybe watch, yeah. you know, this time of year, or even, you know, a couple times, you know, that you can watch I over and over. A bunch of answers to that. First, okay. I want to tell you that, when I'm putting the book together, everyone assumed that when I told them about it, oh, I can't wait to see your top 10 list. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do one. I'm going to mm-hmm. do uh, something a little different. Yeah. So I think that if I, if I do a top 10 list and I don't know what, and then an alien is the top one or exorcist or what, uh, shining, whatever my top is, if that's in there and then that happens to be in the top list of everybody's celebrities, I don't want anyone to think that somehow. Mm-hmm. The definitive list was skewed by my choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I intentionally left that out. Mm-hmm. But I also, in the back of this little crazy brain of mine, knew that I was going to some way, somehow, eventually do a sequel to it called mm-hmm. The Bride of Top Ten Horror List, okay. whatever. Wow. And yeah. that in, in that book, in that book, we'll do a top 10 list. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I thought, well, how can I be a sneak and include all the horror movies that I've been in that I love? How can I be sneaky? <laughs> Yeah, and the way to do that was put in my own list but anyway mm-hmm. so my kids are now uh, 15, 16 uh, I have one in, in graduate school we have three and uh, we love to watch horror movies together there was a time there was a little gap where they weren't willing to see horror movies with me and now mm-hmm. they're seeing them again so they're trying to catch up and we just watched the original John Carpenter Halloween, and then yeah. they watched uh, the, the the last Janie Lee Curtis one, um, whatever it was uh, in 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 preparation for Halloween kills. Um, yeah. And so we're watching a lot of stuff that we feel we have to watch in order to watch the next one. So we just watched mm-hmm. the old Candyman because we want to watch the mm-hmm. next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if some of my favorites of all time, 
uh, are The Exorcist and Halloween and and the Universal classics, which I don't oh, feel yeah. hold up, which they don't hold up well enough to share mm-hmm. with my team. You know, they won't sit yeah. through Belgrosi as Dracula, but they but I love Abbott and Costello mm-hmm. meet in Stein. That's one of my favorites. I just watched that yesterday. Um, Again, <laughs> it's still great. It's yeah, still yeah. funny, and it's mm-hmm. you remember stuff, but yet there's always something in there. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of modern classics. You know, uh, Get Out, um, uh, Quiet Place, um, um, Malignant. You know, there's you a like, lot of uh, movies. That I loved Us. Us yeah. ranks right up there with. If I did a top ten of you know the greatest movies. Uh, of this decade i think mm-hmm. us would be in there you know in some of those films because um fortunately for someone who doesn't love slash films as much as a lot of people do mm-hmm. um the, the the derivations of slasher films in my mind have been have been more fun um what was the movie which was the groundhog day of horror movies uh, happy <laughs> Happy Friday day, whatever it was. So I love that. Yeah. And I think because it plays on the lecture and does, takes it to the next level, as did Scream, as did I Know What You Did Last Summer. I like movies that make fun of its own genre. Cabin in the yeah. Woods is a yeah. good example because there's mm-hmm. five billion horror Cabin in the Woods movies. And that one uh, plays, you know, plays off of the one. Oh, and, 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 and one of the actors who's in that actually was in a movie with. So um, that makes me feel good. Anyway, uh, I'm digressing. They're coming to get you, Barbara. To win two tickets to Chiller Theater in Parsippany, New Jersey, your secret word is Chucky. Just email us at Podcast at gmail.com, and I will be picking a winner on October 24th. This is for admission to Chiller Theater Autograph Show. Tickets are valued at $30 each. Um, but I'm going to tell you the only movie that ever gave me nice. It wasn't a movie you would clarify as or, or, or categorize as a horror film. And it was a movie called Wait Until Dark. Okay. Audrey Hepburn plays a blind gal. And mm-hmm. she has and that's the home invasion by Alan Arkin, who was a comedian and a comedic actor who played it very seriously. Yes, creepy, very scary. And that movie, mm-hmm. the night that I saw, I saw it in a theater. And that night, I was in one of those flu-like, uh, half awake, half yeah. asleep, where you don't know if you're dreaming or mm-hmm. not. And, yeah. and people were knocking on the windows. Trees were brushing against them. People were coming in. <laughs> That's the only movie that gave me nightmares mm-hmm. as, a, as a person who understood horror movies. And, you know, you wouldn't consider that a horror movie, but yet it scared me. So That's one I haven't seen, and I've been wanting to have to see that movie. I know about it. Very little night and see it in the dark. Uh-huh. Wait until dark when you see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it so you mentioned there might be a sequel, but I was Yeah. I was thinking maybe maybe do a if you did a top 10 it might have to do with music, you know, but so, that's just an so idea. So if you promise you promise not to tell anybody. Okay. Next the next non-sequel to this will be the book of top 10 Beatle lists. Oh, there we go. I'm actually actually doing a Beatle title and I've gotten about 20 celebrities already. Mm -hmm. I want to hit a hundred and I'm going to do, you know, maybe a series, but the next one, uh, the sequel to this will be Bride of the Book of Top 10 Horrorless. I've already Mm -hmm. gotten really cool people like 
Gilbert Gottfried and mm-hmm. um, Bobby Rydell. I've yeah. already gotten a ton of Tommy James who've given me their list that didn't make it into this list. So they'll be in the next book. And whilst I um, solicit people to mm-hmm. give me horror lists, I'm also soliciting mm-hmm. them to give me Beatle lists, ba- favorite Beatle movie, favorite okay. Beatle song, uh, favorite scene from a movie, favorite mm-hmm. book, uh, people who are connected or related to the Beatles. Uh, I'm getting their favorite. Um, the Beatles hairdresser, Leslie Cavendish, yes, is yes. giving me his favorite, 10 favorite <laughs> I Beatle just got his book. I didn't read it yet. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So um, people who are associated with the Beatles are giving me more personal stuff. People who are, um, you know, celebrities uh, who are fans just like we are, are giving me their top 10 favorite list. But that I have a, I have a person. Me, um, I have a person for you. And he, his name is Jim Babjack. He's in the Smithereens. Right. You know, yeah. Him and Dennis he's Dickens, the guitarist. Right. They are huge. Yeah. You, Dennis Dyke, and the, they are the biggest Beatles. They have such fans. big Beatles. So, yeah. You, you could, they're very accessible. So, you know. They're, and Dennis is a friend of mine. I'm going to reach out okay. to Jim and Dennis. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to be real friends with, um, and who was the lead singer? Pat Denizio. Denizio. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and he had given me uh, half a list and he said he was um, going to finish it. Oh, yeah. He, he was a big movie. movie nut in general. Movie, you know, like, pop culture, horror, Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. I knew, he, I knew Pat were, and I've, I've known the guys for a while. Um, just, yeah. I've been, I've been there like 40 plus shows in one wow. form or another. Wow. You know, when Pat had his shows at his house and yeah, I really miss Pat, but, and I they believe played, it or not, they just, the smithereens just played in my town, Washington, yeah. New Jersey. They've never played here before. And we, every year there's a, a festival, a music festival. So I could walk there. It's like a mile, but Marshall Crenshaw was saying, you know, he, yeah. he sings with them now. And I got to meet yeah. Marshall trying to get Marshall's him a great to do an interview. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. He's tough. He's tough. Yeah. He, he, he passed on when on the horror lists. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I asked him for a Beatle list, but in 2014, I did a 50th anniversary tribute to the Beatles. I did it in mm-hmm. four different venues in New York. One was okay. the Apollo. One was Town Hall, where the monkeys are coming to uh, in a few weeks. And uh, Town Hall, we had, it was literally uh, the who's who of, people it was gene cornish and tommy james and mm-hmm. on and on and, and prisoners that week we had geraldo rivera the amazing yeah. creskin mm-hmm. uh, charles groan rest his soul and marshall crenshaw performed for us and he was great okay. and he's a great guy but he's now he doesn't love doing interviews so much um mm-hmm. but uh smithereens oh yeah getting back to the smithereens there were when I did that weekend of 100 rock stars, uh, rock con mm-hmm. in the Meadowlands, New Jersey, yeah. back in 2010. Um, most of the acts uh, were there to just sign autographs, meet fans, mm-hmm. sell their merch. Yeah, and then at the end, we did a jam. So if you wanted to play, you can mm-hmm. play. It was Lucy Goose, yeah. Um, but the Smithereens did a set, yeah, they actually <laughs> did a whole set there, and they were mm-hmm. great, yeah. They were, I think they were sponsored by a drum company or a guitar, I can't remember at the time. Mm-hmm. But they just rocked it, you know. And yeah. uh, it's sad not having him, but it's I'm glad the guys continue the smithereens, yeah. yeah. So are you what are your some appearances? Um 
I know you're going to be at Chiller, which is Chiller Theater. That's exciting. And that's... That is so exciting. Yeah. Have you been there before? Halloween week. So I, when, when I started doing the Dracula tour, mm -hmm. Chiller Theater uh, and, and, um, and Act Tour were co-sponsors. We were both mm -hmm. uh, partners in that... All my materials would list Chiller Theater as a as a proud you know uh, part. And uh -huh. when when I go to the events, everyone who walked through the door. Now in those days, there was really it really was a monster horror convention. Mm -hmm. Now it's yeah. more of a celebrity. Oh uh, yeah. So I'd be at the door and I would give out a flyer to everyone who walked through the door to tell them mm -hmm. about my Dracula tours. Okay. So from about 1998 till about 2005 or six, I didn't miss a show. Mm -hmm. myself or my partner or my I wife. Probably, we went I probably met you probably handed me one of those because I've been going I since, I <laughs> I've been going since like 96 97 not every show but a, I've been to a lot a lot of shows and the only reason that I stopped was because I start I opened up the haunted house yeah yeah right and that was yeah so um so wait 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 actually no 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 in 1998 I stopped going to the Halloween version of it because he does okay. two a year. Yeah, and one because I was because I was hosting because I was hosting the tour in Transylvania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I stopped going in '98, and then in 2005 I did the haunted house. So I I literally just stopped going for many years, and I miss it so much. But to return, not just as someone standing at the door handing out flyers, yeah. and not just as a fan walking around, mm -hmm. but, but to as return as an actual guest. Yeah. Oh my God! This is this is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. I'm a guest this coming weekend in Fort Wayne, Indiana, at the Dead Convention. Okay. Which is really exciting. In January, I'm a guest at Horrorville in mm -hmm. uh, Cocoa, Florida, the Space Center, which is a horror paranormal convention. I'm a guest there, um, and I'm doing all these libraries and mm -hmm. cool stores and bazaars and all these places where I. I just it's much fun meeting people because if you sell a book on Amazon, you don't know it until, you know, if yeah. residuals ever come in, you <laughs> mm -hmm. don't know. it. But when you meet a fan, you go, oh, my gosh, sure. I remember you from 1994 Beatles convention mm -hmm. or, oh, yeah, you subscribe to my magazine, Good Day Sunshine, or you used to get horror headings. You know, there's mm -hmm. a contact yeah. with them. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, if we start talking about the book, it's funny because Jaws comes up uh -huh. and. <laughs> King Kong comes up and it's always a debate mm -hmm. about that. But um, everyone wants to always tell me their favorite horror movie. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. always ask me what mine is. But um, whatever they'll tell me, I'm listening to what they're saying. And when, they, when I sign their book and I do an inscription inside and it's to Jerry, glad you also love um, uh, uh, Salem's Lot or whatever yeah. he yeah. happens to <laughs> He or she happens mm -hmm. to say, yeah. I really want to personalize it. So mm -hmm. that's what's the great thing about A, going to the conventions and the book signings and the personal appearances. But B, when people order the book from me, um, from my wife, I can also personalize it, which you can't mm -hmm. do through Amazon or any of the booksellers. So where can, this, what, this is is your, what is your website? Website is the name of the, the it's the name of the book oh. without the. So it's book of top 10 horror lists.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's 10 with the number 10, not T E N. And when okay. you go there, it actually says the email or a phone number, and you can, you know, get the book directly through 
through the website. Okay. But you can get it on Amazon too. Just get it because I'm gonna it's bring, that much fun. I'm going to bring my book. Have uh, you sign I'm it? Not I will no. not sign No, of course. No. <laughs> of course, I'll be all over. I'll be there Saturday. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Chiller Theater Expo Convention, Parsippany, New Jersey, at the Hilton Hotel. Yes. Very exciting. Now, I will tell you that Kevin Clement, who produces Chiller, mm -hmm. was the very first list I ever got. Okay. Wow. Because <laughs> he was one of my inspirations for being mm -hmm. in this. So if you see Kevin... And you should see him as he produces the show and he's there a lot scootering around. Tell him you got the book and you were so, you were like, it's so cool that he's the first listener there. Maybe get him yeah. to sign it yeah. too. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody in the book is going to, I haven't really. Who be there? Yeah. I don't know if anybody that's in the book is going to be there. I don't know if I've I come across know. that has done a list in the book. Right, right, right. Yeah. I haven't thought of that. I know that a lot of people I've asked in the past who said they probably would are going to be there. So I'm going to approach mm -hmm. them again uh, in um, when I go to Fort Wayne. Uh, Danny Trejo, who I know I really mm -hmm. want to get. Okay. His. There's some wow. I really, really want to get and I've yeah. been keying on. And the one that I expect to get, I want to share with you because it's one of the best chapters in the book. And it's mm -hmm. John Lennon's sister, Julia Baird. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, Charles, she's one of two, one of three who said, I'm not a big fan of horror movies. And I go, I don't care. Write me a list. Yeah, of She things had that some um, Shakespeare films. I that think. was genius. No, she came up with the 10 Shakespeare uh, elements that mm -hmm. involve yeah. horror. Yeah. And it's the, it's the biggest chapter of the book. Oh, yeah. She goes and into great detail. That's yeah. It's like a college thesis. It was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, the other two, right? Am I right? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. The, yeah. other two, the other two who, do, who were reluctant, one was John Sebastian from The mm -hmm. Love and Spoonful, Woodstock legend John Sebastian, yeah. who, uh, who didn't have, he'd never seen 10, and, 10 horror movies to do a list, but had a few good stories. So I said, okay, it's worthwhile. We'll put it in. But the other one, and you're not going to believe this, was Boris Karloff's daughter, Sarah. Uh -huh. Now, yeah. Sarah Karloff um, has appeared at many horror conventions. She's a, oh, she's, a she's usually person. at Chiller. Yeah, she's, she's been, been at Chiller, Chiller a lot. A ton of time. And yeah, Boris Karloff's um, daughter. Or, um, no, you just mentioned, who's the other? Yeah. Well, Vincent Price's daughter has been there, too. Daughter, yes. Yeah. But but wait, let me tell you about Sarah Karloff. I love telling this story because she said, Charles, oh, you know, I don't like horror movies. I won't watch oh, wow. them. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I've seen my dad's, but you can't count on me for that. I go, come on. Can't you just write a list of the 10 things mm -hmm. that scare you? Yeah. She goes, OK, I will. And number 10 <laughs> was having to do this list. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's Genius, funny. right? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so did it, so did I miss anything? Anything you want our listeners to know? I want them I think to we know that um, that you know you and I will do a show on beetles, then we'll do a show on monkeys. Then it's hard to believe mm -hmm. that you know. So we we share the same loves of so yeah. many things here. I love and, pop um, culture and yeah, pop culture. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And so that someone like yourself 
I hope, and the people who watch your show and listen to it are so similar to us because when you pick up a book like this and you see a Ruth Buzzy, yeah, you want, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, of course, Roman and Martin's laughing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she's still alive. I can't believe she did a, a horror, you know, list. I think that's the that's the fun of this book. Mm-hmm. Unlike, yeah, of course, we got William Shatner. He's great. And, you know, you got um, Joe Lansdale, who's a phenomenal writer. And there's a lot of big name scream queens, Mickey Dolan, monkeys. You know, there's a lot yeah. of names that everyone's going to know. But then there's these other names that, oh, yeah, I forgot about Karen Black. What a great mm-hmm. actress yeah. she was. Yeah. And her list is dynamite, you know, so it's it's going through the book and finding Dave Winfield, you know, baseball Hall of Famer. And, and yeah. he's got a list. <laughs> That's the fun of this is not knowing the hundred celebrities, <laughs> but picking them up and seeing mm-hmm. what their lists are and then yeah. seeing if your own favorite lists mm-hmm. and favorite movies match theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's good that you didn't put because I even looked in the beginning. You didn't list the celebrities in the beginning, so you actually have to, yeah. Oh, it is at the end? Okay. Yeah, and I did that. I did that with that thought. It's the last index in the book. It's Mm -hmm. your index of contributors is right in the back. Okay. And it's an alphabetical alphabetical order, which which the order is the same as in the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're getting, you know, you're getting 300 pages of quality fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. If you love pop, like you said, you could love. And like you said, you could pick it up, read it. It's like a a book of short stories. You know, I mean, they're. Yes, because every list is a chapter. Yeah, where you can read, you'll read one story, but you're not going to sit there and maybe read the whole book at once. But yeah. No, it's a great, great book. And everybody, my podcast um, partner, Mike, who I have another, Jeremy's filling in for him, my friend Jeremy. He'll be with me Uh at Chiller. But Mike Uh always tells me everybody loves lists. Because we just did our our top five live albums that we, he's like, people like lists, you know? So that's why, yeah. (laughs) Lists. Countdowns. It's why David Letterman's top yeah. ten list was oh, yeah. an inspiration for me. Everyone loved that. And I don't believe Mike exists because I've never uh, been interviewed no. and I never met okay. him. So no, he, he does. You, but maybe, <laughs> maybe someday we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So it was good talking to you, Charles. Oh, great. And... Thank you for having me on and thank you for giving me the opportunity to promote the book of Top Horror Lists. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Chiller, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I will I will come by and we'll I'll talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you, Charles. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Today's interview was recorded on Zoom and at Did You Say Seven Studios in Washington, New Jersey. Go to the YouTube channel for exclusive video content. Exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts.